The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. Then it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the Scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us, Lord, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were opened and they recognized him but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the Scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's been two weeks, two weeks since we celebrated the resurrection of our Lord. And while Holy Week was spectacularly beautiful here, at Trinity, life has gone back to normal. For many of us, Easter decorations have already been stashed away. Flowers to mark the occasion have drastically wilted. And the joy and hope of 
those first alleluias that marked this great feast of the church have begun to fade in our hearts and minds. It seems to me that we are just like the two disciples traveling on the road to Emmaus this morning. Maybe in the hustle and bustle of life, you find yourself traveling here a little sad or a little disappointed that life is back to normal. If we dared to peek into the center of our being, I think we would find that like those disciples, we continue to grapple with loss in our everyday lives. For Cleopas and the other disciple, it is the acute pain of losing their teacher and friend Jesus. You could hear it in their words. It's been three days since all this has happened, and he's still gone. For you and for me, it's the pain of a string of losses. Father Henry Newman summarizes these losses we experience in his reflection on this very text. This is what he writes. The losses that settle themselves deeply in our hearts and minds are the loss of intimacy through separations, the loss of safety through violence, the loss of innocence through abuse, the loss of friends through betrayal, the loss of love through abandonment, the loss of home through war, the loss of well-being through hunger, heat, and cold, the loss of children through illness or accidents, the loss of life through earthquakes, floods, plane crashes, bombings, and diseases. We are a people who experience so much loss. And like those two disciples, these losses have made us feel so distant from our Lord. But we can remember the time, for many of us just two weeks ago, where the Lord felt so present. But the losses that we have faced and continue to face tempt us to no longer think of Him or desire to spend any time with Him. And this goes for our family and friends too who haven't darkened the door of a church in ages. They just can't bear the loss. So, what are Cleopas and the other disciple, you and me, and our loved ones supposed to do with this pain of loss? Well, we could try and hide it, but sooner or later it'll come to light. We could convince ourselves that it's not as big of a deal as we had originally thought. I can overcome this. It'll be fine. But that will certainly cause us more head and heartache. 
We could blame others for the pain and the loss, but how long will that satisfaction really last? So what to do? What to do? What if in the safe arc of this church this morning, we took the time now to mourn our loss? Come to church to mourn? Yeah. This morning would certainly shatter our illusions and intimately acquaint us with our own brokenness, but in a mysterious way, it would begin to crack open our hearts that have been captivated by resentment. In doing so, we would, with Cleopas and the other disciple, begin to realize that we haven't been traveling this road alone, that there was someone there with us the whole time. Whether we realize it or not, we all began the process of mourning when we entered into this space today. Whether spoken or unspoken, we brought our Kyrie eleison, our cries of Lord have mercy before the Savior, acknowledging that we are broken and that we yearn for mercy and wholeness again. Cleopas and the other disciple on the road to Emmaus certainly yearned for this mercy and wholeness too. And just as Jesus did for them, He does for us this morning. Through the opening of Scripture, our heart is chipped open to realize that Jesus, the friend, the counselor, and the guide that we thought was so far away has actually been with us every step of the way, traversing our losses with us. Because you see, my friends, Jesus always yearns to draw close to you. He wants to be so close that you can see Him traversing your loss with you. He wants to be so close that you can hear Him opening the Scriptures to you, reminding you of the story of redemption and mercy that you were baptized and welcomed into. He wants to be so close to you that you can touch Him with your hands. Here, Thomas, place your hand into my side and believe He wants to be so close that you can taste His body and blood in the bread and in the wine on your tongue. In this closeness, there's nothing between you and Him. Nothing that separates, nothing that divides, nothing that creates distance. It's St. Augustine's famous quote, 
flipped on its head. Jesus' heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. He wants to be so close to you, to mourn with you, but to heal you. So will you let him in? Will you follow the example of Cleopas and the other disciple and invite Jesus into your home? Stay with us, Lord, for it is toward evening and the day is far spent. The day of me trying to figure it all out, Lord, it's spent. Will you allow him into your family life? What's more, will you allow him in and through the Eucharist this morning to come to know you behind the walls of your innermost life? Will you let him see and touch the center of your being that still holds on to the pain of your loss? If the answer is no, not now, I can't bear it. Know that the Lord will continue to pursue you. He will send His Spirit to you. He'll come to you day in and day out to show you mercy and love. If the answer is yes, come and eat and drink. Through the breaking of the bread today, have your eyes opened with Cleopas and the other disciple to the presence of the resurrected Lord to see that Easter is still here. Enter into this most intimate communion with Him and with one another. It is this intimate communion of which we have yearned for in and through our loss. In this communion, Jesus restores that which has been lost in, in this time and in the time to come. In His crucified and resurrected body, now made up of all those who have been baptized into Him, we find intimacy and safety, innocence and friendship, love and a home, well-being and life. It's been two weeks since we celebrated the resurrection of our Lord, yet we continue to celebrate it. While it may seem like life has gone back to normal, it sure hasn't. For the Lord is risen, and this changes everything. Here He comes to draw near to us again at this table. Take and eat and drink with the saints here on earth, but also with the saints in heaven. Then with burning hearts, run out of this place. Or walk, or hobble, but go. For outside the walls of this church, there are those who feel as if they're traversing their loss alone. Go 
and accompany them. Go and be little Christs to them. Bring them back to this place so that they might enter into communion with their Lord and have their hearts set ablaze too. In the holy name of Jesus.